that human element. We provide an essential service to life and prosperity, right? Mind blown. You flip on the light, you think, ah, oh, man, Grand PD, affordable rates. Man, it's, it's so much bigger than that. How do you meet the needs of a growing society, uh, you know, in, in, in the space that, that we serve? Welcome back to DAM, the official podcast of Northwest Hydropower. I'm your host, Austin Rohr, and I manage all things communications here at Northwest River Partners. Have you ever had something all planned out and it went sideways on you? Have you? Of course you have. That's how it goes in life, and that's how it goes sometimes in podcasting, too. Luckily, all is not lost here at DAM, because, well, you're diving into another episode of your favorite hydropower podcast as we speak. And... We have some great friends here at Northwest River Partners, including today's guest, our good friend Danny Combs at Grant PUD. Now, quite frankly, Danny saved my bacon today, but I think I'm cutting into his a bit because he had to take some time out of his lunch to make this happen. So, Danny, thanks for jumping in. Hey, it is my pleasure to be here with you, uh, Austin. I'm a, I'm a genuine fan of, of what you're doing here and, and everything that, that Northwest River Partners is a part of. And if, if you'll indulge me for, for just a moment, uh, I, I need to get into, into character here a little bit and just want to say welcome, everyone, to this podcast. I am your main talking head, Danny Combs, and thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to be here with us on the best damn podcast on the uh, web space right now. I hope I can say that, uh, Austin, uh, but uh, just a pleasure to be here and uh, share with you a little bit about um, the podcasting world that I'm in and, and learn more about the, 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 the space that you're in, because I think they're very different, but some similarities and some commonalities I'm, I'm excited to explore. Well, I think we can certainly get away with that because there is no spelling in podcasting, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we'll editorialize, you know, it's it's obviously D-A-M, not D-A-M, and then, you know, a following letter. And, uh, and that's a, an important distinction. So, uh, you know, we've got a lot of awesome stuff to talk about today. We've got podcasting to discuss. We've got awesome things going on at Grant, including your own hydropower projects. But before we get there... Tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do at the utility. Well, uh, I've kind of I've been everywhere, man. Uh, I started off with Grant PUD uh, working summers uh, in our fish and wildlife department when we were physically removing uh, juvenile salmon from our gate wells and and uh, depositing them downstream of, of of the rivers or of the dams there to 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 help support that effort and um, and progressed in many different departments uh, throughout my time here. I'm a transplant to the area. One of the things I love about Grant PD is, is it really feels like a family organization. Uh, I am a transplant to the state, but born in California, raised in Las Vegas, uh, moved up here, love everything about uh, Central Washington and, and, and Grant County. Uh, currently, I uh, serve in a role uh, as a frontline contributor for our corrective action program, uh, very prevalent in, in nuclear. Uh, that's probably another podcast topic, but, uh, but uh, you know, and actually my, our podcast here at Grant started out as a corrective action uh, to uh, identify, to address gaps identified in our communications related to the COVID response. 
and quickly we realized that hey there's some there's something here you know and uh going on three years now uh haven't missed a thursday barring uh, uh holidays or or, or uh, organizational events and it's just uh i'm the luckiest guy at grant pud uh, that i get to sit every week and interview a new guest about a, a, a topic that is pertinent to our, our employees uh, and, and happy to be here today to, to share with your audience a little bit more about Grant PUD, uh, the, the, the fabulous customers we serve in this incredible county and uh, learn a little bit more about your podcast too. Absolutely. And you know, the interesting thing, so I do have, you know, a little bit more familiarity with Grant than, say, some of the other utilities in our membership. And that's not to say that I'm, you know, biased towards you guys by any means. We love all of our members here at Northwest River Partners. But, you know, I do have that little bit of extra background knowledge on the utility. And, you know, yet when we were discussing this the other day and kind of, you know, getting prepared to, to make this podcast happen, I think you mentioned to me that there's something like 800 employees there am i correct in, in that number you know something around that ballpark yep we're almost there and, and so it's it's crazy you know i mean it makes sense right you guys are a fairly large utility you serve you know, a fairly large customer base and a very wide-ranging customer base which we're going to dive into later on in the episode but it's it's interesting to think you know at the same time it is this family atmosphere and there are so many roles and so many challenges that the utility faces and you know, really, as you're speaking to, you know, the podcast is that you host there is sort of this necessity born out of COVID, which in some ways is actually the reason that we have this podcast that we do here today. And so tell me, you know, what was sort of the what kind of led to you becoming the host of this podcast? And what is your podcast aimed to to do there at the utility? Because I know it is a little bit different than maybe the traditional podcast people are listening to like today on, you know, Spotify or Apple Music or anything like that. Yeah, very, very much a homegrown effort. Wouldn't be possible without leadership support. Uh, our public affairs team is the the production squad. Uh, they they do all the heavy lifting, and, and I get to uh, show up and and and, and interview the guests. Uh, but what we realized early on, and, and, and Grand PD was very proactive uh, in March of 2020, um, despite some maybe unpopular uh, decisions, we, we, we closed the offices, sent our employees home, other than you know, critical uh, roles to keep the lights on. And, and, and as we're sorting through what everyone in the nation was dealing with, um, I was a part of a group that was out there trying to help under, deliver these communications that, that were very crucial, these top-down communications that needed to be spread throughout the organization. We just really weren't set up for that, although we were we were gaining some momentum there. And really, as reporting back on what we were finding as we were out there doing these frontline interviews and such, uh, it just, it just kind of came out. Uh, I mentioned like, hey, you know, the president's on TV like every day. Right. So why doesn't the general manager just do a do an announcement? We can do, you know, can do some Q&A. We can do some things like that. And man, from there, it just kind of took off. And uh, our, our great public affairs team put a spin on it. Right. Let's make it more like a show. And it's taken me a while uh, to, to wrap my head around that. Right. Because it's really it's really just trying to get information to the people that need it. So it's, it's one platform for that here at Grant PUD. Uh, just one way that folks can engage 
page. Uh, we, we have this live option. It's not pre-recorded so that people can send in questions and answers uh, and we can provide answers on the spot with whoever the subject matter expert is that's that's providing me the, the, the topic that day. Um, so I've, uh, yeah, 160 topics that we've that we've kind of covered over the years now and uh, it's just been a really great time we we you know infotainment uh infotainment whatever you want to call that stuff we try to deliver that send everybody out with a message that they can carry through to their week and then hey come on back next thursday at two we're gonna we're gonna do it again no it's it's really cool and you know it's something that i think so often doesn't get you know discussed enough is like there is this, you know, as much as people, maybe on the outside of utilities, especially, they're going to be interacting with uh, communications that reach them, you know, whether it be mailers, whether it be newsletters, you know, things on your website, social media, uh, community engagement, so on and so forth. But there really is a value in making sure that people within the utility, you know, which is almost especially at 800 employee, I mean, that's a community in and of itself. And you know, those people need to be communicated with and, and communicating with one another as well. You know, there's a there's a value there for sure. Yeah, and we've and we've been very fortunate uh, and have seen the 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 outcomes of communicating through this form. We do internal newsletters. We do mailings of some sort. I don't think we've tapped into any internal social media. This might be as close as it gets, right? Hanging with your boy here on a Thursday uh, and, and getting caught up on things that are going on, uh, you know, and back to that community piece, it's everybody here by and large is rooted in this community. They were, they were born and raised here. They were grown up here and you can't help, but, but set roots as soon as you get here. Uh, the grant fam, shout out to the grant fam, right? Team grant, all those types of things that really, that really bring us together. And this is just one more place for us to come together and, and, and have really good and engaging discussion and inform people about things that are going on in our business. You know, we have, we have really cool topics from people that, perhaps, uh, you know, worked for the Columbia Irrigation District prior to coming to Grant PUD and learning about how, what a crucial role Grant PUD plays in, in, in that, you know, with that organization and the partnerships there. And man, when you really just start to pull the lens back, you realize, you know, one, one in the grand scheme of things, one kind of small utility in central Washington and the impact that we have in the, over the entire region, man, it is so cool and super exciting to be in this business. And I think that that's, you know, it speaks to how fantastic this platform is, especially, you know, the, the podcasting platform is in terms of being able to share knowledge and being able to get everybody kind of talking about things that otherwise maybe we don't always have the time to talk about. But, you know, we have we can make time to, to listen to this and, and hear what other people have to say. And I would imagine even there's a value in that for Grant as far as, you know, hey, the, the guy that's coming to your house to maybe do some some basic work or whatever in the in the neighborhood. Maybe that person heard a fun fact on your podcast that they can then kind of just, you know, share with the community like, hey, did you know this about, you know, like irrigated ag like you're talking about, for example? I mean, I'm sure that there's there's so much of that that probably goes on that otherwise wouldn't happen if you didn't have that ability to, to share knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and we have great agriculture here. It's one of the it's one of the main 
culture shocks for me when I first moved here coming from Las Vegas and, and, and love our ag community. It's it, they're, they're one of our core customers, right? You can't have the irrigation that you have without uh, the, the, the power that drives those pumps. And, you know, you, you, you've had some really great guests on your show that have really helped with that spread of information. Your, your platform is, is, is taking a, a much larger message and delivering it, make, putting it in a place, I should say, where audiences can come to it and to learn. What was the buildup like for you? I'm interested. What was the buildup like for you, right? Uh, you don't decide on a Wednesday and then do a podcast on a Thursday uh, to, you know, what was it like for you? Where did the seed come from and to, to the plant that we're looking at today? Yeah, that's a great, that's a really great question. You know, the, the thing that I discussed maybe briefly in our sort of introductory episode, but, um, you know, only really briefly touched on is there was a need, I think, for for us from a communication standpoint coming or going through COVID and and coming kind of out of COVID onto the other side of things. You know, even now, uh, certainly a lot of people are still not working in maybe the the way that they traditionally did pre-pandemic of trying to find ways to really give our membership a voice because ultimately, you know, here at the organization, we, we lean heavily on being fact-based, right? We, we want to be credible. And that was something that we took very seriously from pretty much day one, you know, Kurt and I both started at a, a you know, very similar time here and we're the only two people here in the office. So, you know, we went through all of our sort of outward communication we went through our website we're like if anything isn't able to be backed up by fact it's got to go right we just we cannot rely on any information that we we can't back up with something and it has to be credible because you know we're talking about you know sometimes controversial topics we're talking about you know really challenging subjects and we can have conversations about maybe what is or you know, isn't agreeable in terms of science, but we we can't go back and forth on opinion and we're just not going to get anywhere. But that takes so much time and effort that then it, and and it has to be communicated in a way that say it it comes through an op-ed, it comes through a social media post, it comes through really short form content that is very easy to digest and it gets messages out there, but it's not really telling stories. And we know how much value there is in being able to tell stories. And so we want to be able to tell stories that aren't just maybe, you know, here's what salmon are doing in the Colombian Snake River. Uh, here's, you know, why these particular dams are great. You know, our, our members are, you know, the utility, ag, ports, all these different industries and, and you know, variety of things that cover Washington, Idaho, Oregon, Montana, Wyoming. I mean, we cover a a large membership base. They're doing so many great things in so many different ways, you know, and Grant obviously being a a big contributor of that. So originally kind of the thought was we're going to make videos and those videos are going to highlight what our members are doing. They're going to highlight something awesome that they've got going on. And the, I, and I sent you the, the link to it, I believe as well. The only one that we ever like really made happen before 
COVID and everything else, was coming out to Grant to film one of your hatcheries at one of your dams. Uh, and it's a great video. I love the video. I'm so, you know, happy with how it turned out and everything like that. But then it turned into like, okay, well, we need to find more people that are willing to do more videos, which means, you know, you got to get in contact with somebody. You need access. You need to kind of make a plan. It takes a lot of work to make it happen. And when you throw the variable of, you know, no human contact and nobody going in and working unless they're absolutely essential and, and everything like that, it's like we can't go out into the real world and make that happen and make it happen consistently enough. Uh, you know, you can make it happen here and there, but it's really, there's a, and, and I'm sure you understand this because you never miss a Thursday, right? I mean, you have to be consistent in this stuff. You cannot just kind of throw things out there here and there and, and expect to really be successful in terms of sharing those stories with the audience you want to share them with. And so for us, it was like, well, we can do a podcast because we have, we have Zoom, right? You know, we have the tool we're using today. Um, it's, it's relatively, I don't want to say it's easy. It's not easy, but as far as making it happen and making it happen consistently, it's something that, uh, I, I felt very confident in that we could rely on. And I think it's been a really powerful tool so far. And, you know, we've been able to tell some really great stories here on dam so far and, and share some really great information and, uh, you know, I think this will be our, our 10th episode that we're recording here now and, and the 10th episode people will be listening to. So that's basically 10 plus hours of knowledge and information that, I mean, that resource, I believe personally, and I hope that our audience believes as well, our, our growing audience, it's, it's a very valuable resource. And I think that, uh, and like you said, I mean, you've covered what 160 topics with your podcast. Yeah. 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 Roughly. And, and, and at this point now we're fortunate enough that, you know, our, our, our internal customers, so to speak, are coming to us. Hey, we've got this change. We want to communicate it. Hey, we've got this thing coming up. We want to communicate it again. One communication uh, platform. And we reach a, we reach on average, between 150 and 200 employees per live episode. And then there's, there's, we also play, put them uh, recorded so that folks can go back and watch them after the fact. So, you know, and from what I've been told, if you can reach up that percentage of your audience, whomever you've, you've decided that audience is, uh, you, you know, you're, you're doing pretty good. So incredibly proud of the effort that we're putting forth here. Uh, it, it, it's been a, it's been an incredible uh, success for everyone that's been involved. Uh, you know, none of it where nobody wants to listen to me. Uh, you know, hydropower stooge talked for 30 minutes about things I know nothing about. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a hundred people here better suited to speak to the various topics that, that Northwest river partners is, is involved in and, and, and the things that are out there. Uh, but I just feel like, I have such a passion and energy for renewable, reliable, clean, safe power, right? I mean, I, one of your guests really hit it home. Uh, and I, I wish I could recall, shout out to your, your, your fantastic guest list. But one of the guys, one, one, one of the, the guys said, if you look at countries where you find, I believe it's like aberrant poverty, you'll see one of the main contributors is a lack of, 
of, of clean, reliable power, right? To these, to these areas. And, and it just, every, every one of your stories, spoiler alert, uh, ties back to that human element, right? It's that human element. We provide an essential service to life and prosperity, right? Mind blown for a guy that just, you know, pushes some papers around and updates some spreadsheets and stuff like that to know that I am a piece in a larger system that feeds a larger system that is responsible for our entire area. And we're just talking about the service of power, not to mention that uh, Grant PD is installing one, one of the most comprehensive fiber backbones in, in, in the area. Um, incredible work that's been going on there, just a, a dedication by our commissioners. Uh, I mean, that's becoming another essential service. Also, we're, we're relying on that day to day to, to, to work and to live. If your internet goes out, I mean, that, that can be detrimental, right? I mean, Hey, sorry, sorry about the Netflix, right. Or your Xbox, but I mean, we got folks over here holding zoom meetings, trying to port, record podcasts and stuff. I mean, you know, there's, there's, it's another reliability I mean, went as far as to put that, add that into our mission statement, right? Just another one of those critical services that, that we're so fortunate to be able to provide, you know, to, to the residents here. Absolutely. And, and not only that, also very affordable services, might I add, which we like to brag about here often, and I'm sure you do there, but, you know, you, you speak to a really good point, which is that there is, there, there's something to be said for what utilities provide, what, you know, not just, you know, here we, we obviously talk about hydropower and, and that provides many various benefits to our region, but energy being a primary component of that, you know, it's, it's easy to hear that line of like, oh yeah, it's essential to our everyday lives and be like, yeah, naturally, right? But you don't want to take it for granted because if it wasn't there, I mean, you can't even... You can't even fathom that, right? I mean, that's really hard to imagine if we if we lived in a situation where we can't reliably have a Zoom meeting like this because, hey, you know, this this might not work today. We don't know. You know, it's going to be a little hot. Maybe the power is going to go out for a bit. Who knows? I mean, that, that just doesn't even cross our minds. And, you know, again, that it kind of comes back to like that's that value in, uh, in having a, a platform like a podcast where you can really tell that story add that human element and, and make that connection that maybe otherwise, you know, people, I don't want to say they don't make it, but again, it's just, it's like so natural. It's such a given, you know, we've all essentially, you know, been born and raised with that condition in, you know, at least in our lifetimes. And so it's, it's not something that you really would ever think would change and not to say that it, it will change, but, you know, there is there is a potential it could if if the wrong decisions are made for for energy policy and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's that's another aspect of, of of Grant PUD. We're very, very up to date. We have a, a great group of external affairs folks that that, that stays up on, on on all those changing policies and and you know with with the growth in, in the area, you know, looking for sources of, of energy that, that, that will, you know, the backbone of, of hydropower will always be, a, a, you know, a thing in Grant County, but you know, you can't just keep plopping dams in the river. I mean, sorry about it. We love them. Right. Uh, we love our dams. Let's keep the dams we got, right. Hey, shout out. Let's, let's keep the ones we got. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and, and if you, if, 
I think that there's some really great information on this show about um, some of the other clean energy renewable res or clean energy resources that are out there and 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 what what that looks like in the grand scheme of things. I love how you pull all that together. I'm, I'm new to kind of understanding all that. You know, Kurt Miller came on our podcast uh, here at Grant PD. It was fantastic to have him. He actually spoke at our employee appreciation day virtually, by the way, a couple of years ago. Um, uh, just made me feel so proud to be uh, a resident of Grant County and an employee at Grant PUD. Uh, so shout out to Kurt uh, for, for doing that. Um, and uh, Kevin Nort told me to say hello, by the way, uh, Austin. Uh, and, uh, um, but uh, uh, but yeah, we're, and 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 as 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 we we look towards the changes that are coming in those in those policies, you know, it's really exciting to see that Grant PUD, um, you know, in pursuit of a clean energy future, is exploring advanced nuclear, uh, hydrogen, and those types of things. We're in that exploratory phase, which is super exciting, man, because um, it, it just shows that we're 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 we've looked at our current portfolio and and understanding how are we going to meet the needs of the demand that is is being put on i mean we have a you talked about those affordable rates i mean that drives customers to your area and we've seen a, a huge growth in requests for 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 load from some of these large industrial customers and and you know some people may see that as big time corporations coming in to to pull the pull the rug out from under the little guy but we have steadily maintained affordable rates for our core customer groups, our residents, our ag, and our small businesses. And, and it, we're all about community and thriving, but there is a place for industry within that because we do have such an incredible resource. And as, as we're expanding our infrastructure, I mean, you got to think about it just because you can make more power, you got to be able to send it down the line somewhere. Right. So there's, there's, there's just so much that needs to factor in and, and seeing the, the, seeing the growth in our account just makes me again, just brings it back to that, that pride for the, the work that we get to do uh, every single day. And, and I just, I'm just happy to, to be here with you and, and to get to talk about it. But I do, I do want to go back just a little bit. Uh, what, what was, what was the lead up to that first launch? I mean, did you, you guys, you know, you and Kurt do a great job in that first episode, kind of talking, setting the stage a little bit for what's to come and you guys didn't disappoint, right? I mean, every episode since has, has, has just been a banger, but you know, you as you're, deciding to do this i mean is, is is it as simple as record and release or 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 did you did you try to have a few in the can before you launched i mean because i'll be honest I, I love what i get to do every day but i sometimes i wonder what what would the big world be like right what if i what if i walked out of my little front yard here right our little front yard and and, and explore this big world of of podcasting that's out there and there's a there's there's an audience for it there's an audience for the, the 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 information that's shared on on your podcast uh yeah to, to, I, I just want to know more about that yeah you know i think the the first thing i'll say you know kind of address your last point there is that there there is a niche to be filled i mean everybody these days wants a podcast right and there's a podcast for everything and it, you seem like you talk to to anybody you know 
oh yeah, I, I want to start a podcast. Oh, me and my friends do a podcast. Oh, I listen to this podcast and that. I mean, it's like, it's kind of the, the hit thing, right? Which is, is kind of funny to think about, you know, coming full circle in terms of media consumption. Because if you really think about it, you know, radio is sort of the the precursor. It's sort of the thing that, that eventually, you know, becomes what we have now, which is, you know, this ability to freely listen anywhere, anytime to anything we want. And, you know, I had a little bit of background in kind of doing communications in radio. So, you know, it's it's funny to see that we've we've again come full circle and now it's like podcasting is in such high demand. It's so popular. And yet, you know, somebody might go, gee, why would you have a hydropower pod not only a hydropower podcast, a northwest hydropower podcast i mean it is so niche and you know i'm sure you can relate in terms of you know you're going to have a grant pud podcast i mean you're literally your entire focus is going to be lasering in on what's happening at just one utility broadcasting to you know your fellow employees there but it's interesting because i i think that there's a necessity for it and i think that that niche deserves to be filled it's not talking about nothing certainly you know and whether it's the topics you've covered or the topics I've covered, the the guests that we've both had, I mean, there's a good reason to sit down and give those people the floor to to discuss and share their knowledge and tell their story. The the idea for this really kind of started, I would say, maybe September of 2021. So that's when we started saying, hey, you know, I think we should do this. You know, let's let's look into it. Let's see if we can make that happen. Let's try and make it part of our kind of, you know, greater media plan, you know, and, and try and make it a, a part of our communications here at the organization. That turns into, okay, well, now we have to figure out what equipment we need. We have to figure out what the, what the needs are in terms of the the software to record on, the software to edit on, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to actually produce the thing? Right. And so figuring that out, you know, budgeting it out. I mean, thinking about all, all of the elements that could possibly go into that. Um, you know, I had the opportunity, the, the very fortunate opportunity to speak with Paul Dockery, who hosts public power underground, which is another popular utility focused podcast and yet completely different from what either of us do so you know there's there's time in your day to to go listen to that as well you're not going to get much overlap there and i encourage people to yeah shout out to that one and and you know paul gave me some really great advice on you know this is what i do this is what works for me this is you know the stuff that can help you get started so that you can actually get this thing up and running and reach an audience you know and then it became okay let's make a plan let's kind of you know, create sort of a, I guess, a, a, a plan, a strategy that says, you know, this is what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. This, these are our goals, you know, really build out the entire idea of the podcast. And then it came down to, you know, okay, we got to test this thing. We got to, we got to hit record. We got to see how it works. And so Kurt and I sat down here at the office and, you know, sat across the table from one another and we recorded that episode I think maybe like six months before we released that first episode. And yeah, so we, we recorded that one. We got it ready to go. And then it was like, okay, so we, we have the equipment. 
we have the plan. We have the raw audio file. Now I need to remember how to use the software from all the years ago when I was in high school and doing, you know, stuff for my, my high school radio program. It's like, I know how to edit audio, but it's been 10 years, right? So I had to spend some time with that, really figure out how to, how to go through, clean up both of our audio channels, make this thing sound decent because, you know, sound... Sound is already so important in anything that you're going to do media-wise that involves sound. But when it comes to a podcast, I mean, that is your bread and butter, right? If, if your audio quality is not good, people are not going to want to listen, period. I mean, there's just no way around that. And, and I don't blame them. You know, you don't want to crank that thing up in your car when you're driving home from work and there's, you know, static and echoing and all kinds of weird things. Charlie Brown. Exactly. Exactly. So... You know, we, we, we looked at that, right, and I had to spend some time with that. I also had to figure out how to put together intros, you know, that there's there's music, there's bumpers, you know, there's all those kinds of things. Figure that part out, and then it was like, okay, we're going to start doing uh, brainstorming. We're going to start coming up with who can we get on, who do we want to talk to. And the idea was, I think, to bank episodes, uh, but really what we ended up doing is we, we – created a, a schedule that we felt was manageable, which is this every two weeks program that people here listening are, are used to hopefully by now. And we decide, okay, let's put this first episode out. And then we can provide this as sort of an example that we can, you know, as we're reaching out to guests, you know, this is kind of what you can expect the podcast to be like. And we've gone from there. And, you know, we have at times been able to make sort of, you know, headway with having some surplus in terms of, you know, pre-recording things and, and having episodes ready to go. And other times, you know, we're we're trying to find people in those two-week breaks and, and make this thing happen. And, um, you know, it, it's it's an interesting challenge. It certainly, you know, it adds another element of, of work to my plate. But I think that it's so worth it for for you know, the return that we get out of it, you know, it's, it's an investment that's worth making for sure. And I think that it's been a, a really fun process. And, you know, if people are out there listening and they're like, gosh, I, I want to start a podcast, you know, it doesn't have to be the, the most challenging thing in the world, but I, I think that it was worth it to take the time to really make sure that when we launched, we were kind of ready to go. You know, I didn't want it to be something that we were sort of editing on the fly and, you know, making changes as we go, because, you know, again, it comes back to that consistency thing, right? Of, you know, I want this to be an organic podcast always, you know, these conversations should always be as organic as possible. And, you know, we try to make sure things aren't scripted here on damn, you know, I, I do a little bit for the intro and the outro and everything like that. So I don't stumble over words, but everything else, you know, we hit record, we let this thing fly and, and we try and keep it, you know, keep it real because, you know, again, that that comes back to sort of making those really human connections uh, through this listening platform. So, you know, it, it's it's worth it to take that time. It's worth it to to build up towards it and and really, you know, make sure that the final product for the person on the other end of this is you know everything they could want it to be, and they're not left feeling dissatisfied in any way. But uh, you know. It, I also think that it's exciting because it, it doesn't it doesn't present an overwhelming amount of challenges. You know, um, 
short of like losing an audio file or something like that. I mean, it, it's pretty smooth sailing once you have the machine up and running. Yeah, well, um, first of all, for those, uh, you know, for folks who haven't seen you, you don't look like you graduated. Huh? You're aging beautifully. You, didn't, you don't look like you graduated 10 years ago. So keep that up. You got that going for you. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's, man, what it's so cool for me personally. I appreciate that. And I hope people understand um, how, how valuable that, description of your timeline was because um, it, the, it, it lays the roadmap out for how you can be successful. Uh, we literally were like a two week turnaround, right? Once we had done the upfront research and said, hey, I think we have a communication problem. The decision was made to do it. We dry ran it. And then we just, hey, Danny's got a computer. He's got a camera. He's sitting in his kid's playroom. Who cares? Let's go live. Let's talk to a couple of our managing directors. And, and it was, it was, you know, COVID topics for the first couple of weeks. Um, and then, and then we actually had, um, we had an employee that was driving home. Um, we have a lot of uh, different bodies of water here in, in Grant County, a lot of different lakes and, and, and things like that. Not just the, 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 the mighty Columbia, right. Uh, towards, towards the South there, but you know, uh, Moses Lake and potholes in the Quincy area, right. You got more stuff up, 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 up North past like soap Lake and up into the banks Lake and, 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 and that type of space, but driving home, Sees a sees one of them small aluminum bolts going boats going around and around and around and the nobody's in the boat. He says, "Man, that looks a little weird." Realizes that there's a an elderly gentleman clinging to the side of the boat, and a rescue effort was organized, and the the this this person was safely retrieved from the water, and we were like, "We should do a we should have that person on," and that was the moment that we realized that hey. This doesn't have to be dry policy, you know, expectation, numbers, updates, and percentages. And we can really tap into the fact that, you know, we're, we're a people first organization. And that's where our that's where our true value is, is that is is that we put people first. And when you do that, the product always comes out better on the other end. So and, and, and I can tell by the, 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 the episodes that you've been putting out, you guys are very focused on just just educating people on 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 the, the the beauty and the majesty of the of this entire area right and then how all that kind of ties back into how we need to protect the resources that we have be good stewards to the environment i mean that's i mean another i mean we you know grant pd was is very um instrumental with uh, you talked about our hatcheries we, you know we're dedicated to our our you know helping the not impeding the migration of of, of of salmon through our through our dams so um some some state-of-the-art fish bypasses were put in um recently uh within the last uh, few years i believe and uh uh you know, brought along a little something for that, that, you know, we could dive into that a little bit, but, uh, you know, just improving the survival rates of, of, of those, uh, steelhead that are, that are migrating back to the, to the, to the oceans. Uh, it's just, it's, it's such a 
such a rewarding thing to think about how we're contributing in, in, in those ways as well, right? Not, you know, the, the also Grant PD manages 19 recreational sites, right? I mean, it's, it, there's a, there's a, that whole component of part of our licensing agreement was that we would maintain some, some recreational space there uh, on the river. And so uh, just, just again, so, so many, so many, fa you, 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 you flip on the light, you think, ah, oh, man, Grant PD, affordable rates, man, it's, it's so much bigger than that. Well, you know, I'll tell you a little, a little fun fact about me. Uh, back in, I'd like to say maybe 2013 or 2014, one of those two years, I, I would, I would lean towards 2014. I got to do a little tour of Priest Rapids prior to the one that I did where I, I shot the video here at River Partners. I got to do a little tour of the, the hatchery facility there, the dam, um, you know, got to, to see one of those bypass, you know, one of the, the spillway wares uh, as it was being installed at the time. And also got to take a little tour down uh, below the, the dam as well and go check out some of the natural spawning sites for the, the Chinook there. And it's, it's, I mean, it was amazing in that, especially that year, I, I want to say it was like a hallmark year for salmon. Um, being familiar now with some of the data at, at our organization, like the, the returns that year for fall Chinook were just, I mean, phenomenal. They're one of the, the best years, if not maybe the best year we've had in a very, very, very long time. Getting to see just the, the volume of, you know, returning adult salmon coming into spawn seeing them come through the hatchery seeing all the work being done there and um getting to check out the inside of the dam and and walk across the top of the dam and you know i mean the whole experience it really opened my eyes as far as you know this is what people need to see you know because i i mean we can all drive by dams right you know uh being down here in Southwest Washington, I get to spend lots of time. I've mentioned on the podcast that, you know, frequently, you know, pass by like Bonneville Dam, right? And it's impressive to see it from the road. It's impressive to drive by it. Or, or maybe you go to a recreational site or uh, you're out there on the boat on, on one of the reservoirs or whatever. And it's, that's fantastic in and of itself. But yeah, when you see that whole machine really working, when you see the people behind the scenes who are are, you know, at every level, putting their heart and soul into taking care of the salmon that, that come into those hatcheries and, you know, helping make sure that the, the next generation of those fish have the best odds of survival going back out to the ocean and everything like that. Uh, you know, that's the stuff that I thought right then and there, like, th you know, this is, is a game changer. You know, if, if people could see this, if people could experience this, even if they can't be there firsthand, because, you know, realistically, we just, we can't let everybody and their, their dog's uncle, you know, take a tour through a dam all the time, right? I mean, you know, that would be, that would be impractical, but at the very least, give them an opportunity to see it somehow or another. That, that is a fantastic way of, of getting this message out there. And, you know, in, in one tour, I had my own view on something that, you know, I was fairly familiar with utilities, right? You know, my, my family does have some uh, pretty significant background in, in being involved in the utility industry and things like that. And so 
you know, it's been a dinner table conversation for a long time. I always, you know, heard about it. You know, I, I go into my grandpa's office and he's got uh, framed like diagrams of hydroelectric turbines on the wall and, and things like that. But again, you know, it just, it, it didn't really click until it was like, oh, this is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. You know, now it makes sense. And I want the, the rest of the world to see that. And, uh, you know, I think that that's a big, a big thing that not only led me into the career that I'm in now, but also led to the podcast is we got to find a way to, to tell that story and help people experience that. You know, I, I got to work for five years inside our, uh, we, Grand PD uh, owns and operates two hydro facilities on the Columbia River, uh, Wanapum Dam and, and Priest Rapids Dam, and uh, been, been in and out of both uh, facilities, but spent the majority majority of my time um, more recently as a maintenance helper at, at Wanapum Dam. And there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't feel like I was in a documentary because they're, they, 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 these are, are such incredible facilities. Um, and there's, there's, there's so many intricate parts that need to uh, function together to, 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 to make these generating units run. And then when you're coordinating that with your dispatchers up at the, the local office and the main dispatch office, the coordination with, with river flows, when are you spilling water? Uh, when are we in fish mode? When are we cranking it up, man? Cause we need the power. Uh, so it, it truly is awesome. And you know, the, those, those tours, unfortunately, feel like those are a thing of the past almost. We had a really incredible fish interpretive center, still do, I mean, it's still there, but it's not utilized for the school children and the things like it used to be, I think just the changing in the in the times. Um, but, uh, you know, right there at the at the base of our fish ladder there at Wanapum, so as the, as the fish are migrating back uh, up river, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll use a succession of these step ups that we call the fish ladder to get them uh, past the dams as they migrate upstream. And so, uh, you know, when you mentioned the tours, that's that's kind of what made me what made me think about that. And 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 and, you know, preserving that is 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 also incredibly important because there's there's a lot of culture here at Grant PUD. Um, You know, one of the things that we're most proud of is uh, is our relationship with the Wanapum, some of whom reside adjacent to Priest Rapids Dam. And um, for more than 60 years, uh, there's been a side-by-side partnership to protect, preserve, and perpetuate uh, the natural culture and resources of the project itself, uh, because it, it, that that is their way of life, and we want to we want to help uh, help them prosper in that. As 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 we've also tried to educate folks on 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 where we've been, uh, you know, going back to the 50s when the the projects was 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 licensed, um, the Wanapum Band of, of Native Americans committed uh, to a long lasting relationship built on tr- uh, mutual trust and respect and. Um, um, and to kind of bring it full circle, there was a small um, archaeological exhibit right there out at the, on the front of, of at Wanapum Dam in uh, in 2015. Uh, 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 the, uh, Grant PD completed the Wanapum Heritage Center, which if you're on that highway 
Oh man, I'm going to mess it up. Uh, right there, uh, taking you through uh, the Hanford area. It's going to connect you between, you know, Vantage and the Tri-Cities area. That highway that cuts through, you'll pass Wanapum Dam. And uh, when you're out there in front of Priest Rapids, uh, you'll see the Wanapum Heritage Center. Um, and and it's just a, it's just a state-of-the-art facility uh, that has had um, uh, nationally recognized displays that will, will come and be set up for a, a short time, but um, just a just an incredible reaccounting of the of the history of of of, of a, a great people that have been a, a, a partners for us here at, at Grand PD, and you know some something that we're we're very very proud of. It really does speak to you know people think of, uh, for example, they think of tribes and hydropower just being always at odds. And, you know, we try and emphasize that's not the case. You know, River Partners, uh, we've been really fortunate to have some great opportunities in order to be able to partner with some different tribal organizations. And, and you know, we're always trying to build those relationships and, and find ways that we can work together. And we do understand that there there's certainly been plenty of conflict there. And, and for good reason, there's, you know, maybe some strained relationships and, and some challenges that are involved in, in getting everybody on the same page. But, you know, that that example in particular, the, the relationship Grant has there with the Wanapum, it, it is just fantastic. I mean, it, it really is, a, like I said, a, a great example of, of making everything work for the utility, for the hydropower facility, for the tribe, for the community. And and making an op or a, you know creating a, a space where everyone can kind of be on the same page working towards the same goal. I'm curious, you know, how did Grant uh, become a a owner of hydropower facilities? You know, how did you get involved with that? Because, you know, we do have several utilities. You know, obviously we have the federal system, right? We have the the Lower Columbia, the Lower Snake, some of the Upper Columbia dams. You know, you think of Grand Coulee and Bonneville as kind of the you know, sort of flagship dams, if you will, they're, you know, the ones everyone thinks of, right? But we have many hydropower facilities, big and small, and and our members, many of them do have their own facilities and, and Grant being one of them. And Priest Rapids and Wanapum are, are not small projects by any means. So, you know, how does a, a public utility come to, you know, get involved there, be owners and, and, and also, you know, Maybe, you know, we can dive into it a little more later. What do those dams do for the community and for the utility? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a, a ton of history, Austin. And, um, you know, the first electric generating plant on the Columbia River um, was built at Priest Rapids in 1908. Um, and the community of Beverly was was afforded 24 hour electric service. And by the 20s, Grant County communities uh, had this luxury. But in the 30s, still less than half of Grant County farms had power service. And um, so to meet the need, uh, the Washington State Grange uh, worked really hard at getting legislation passed that authorized the formation of a public utility district. Um, and so our first, uh, Grant County's first public utility district that was formed in 1932, uh, provide limited service uh, to, the, to, the, to what is now the Moses Lake area through some changes that were going on. Uh, the need for Grant PD number two uh, was formed in 1938. 
And uh, that year, the people voted uh, to form a countywide PUD, becoming the 18th in the state. And in 1944, Grant PD acquired uh, all power facilities operated by the Washington Power Company. And that's when the, uh, the idea to pursue projects on the river kind of began to began to formulate and so as as the licensing was with uh was was being conducted uh there was a there was work with the Bonneville Power Administration and we were purchasing power from locally from BPA uh there was some shortages there and so in 1952 the 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 Grant PD commissioners uh, actually filed that application uh, to, to get a permit uh, to, to place the, the Priest Rapids Dam uh, on the Columbia River. Uh, construction of, of that dam ran from August of 1956 to October of 1961. Um, and, uh, and then, and, and Dam uh, was, was, was started during the time of, of Priest Rapids Dam and ran from January of 1959 to October of 1963. Um, one of the things that I think is, is, is really, really interesting about how uh, Grant PUD came to own and the, 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 the two uh, dams that we do is that um, there were no federal tax dollars allotted to the project and it, and and it was all it was all accomplished through um okay we're stretching it a little bit for your boy here but uh it, it had to do with with long long-term um uh power sales right and and basically some bonds that were issued and uh, hey listen essentially the folks of grant county right just just found a way to make it happen and and took over a a project that was already uh, there at the near the Hanford Reach area demolished that and and started building the dams um and man that licensing and compliance stuff shout out to our teams that work on that i know we just went through kind of a relicensing period and it, it gets you know get, gets really in depth and down into the down into the weeds there um but but essentially just wanting to provide for the area and and the roughly 5,000 residents back then that said hey uh we we need to find a way and 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 they did and you know that's a an interesting thing that you bring up there at the end especially because some people would question what the role or the responsibility is of uh, a public utility to get involved in something like that but you also have to keep in mind that a public utility is public. And so, you know, as you, as you mentioned, that this is something that the community as a whole got behind and advocated for. And, you know, through, through the, the skills and the team membership of, of people at the utility, been able to pull it off quite successfully to, to end up where you are today. But, you know, it also, it almost answers itself, right? It's like, maybe you could have a conversation about what that role or responsibility is, but ultimately, this was the decision of Grant as a community to make this happen and, and to pursue this. 
And it, it's worked out quite well because you have those low rates. You have the ability to pursue things like fiber optic. And, um, you know, maybe that's something else we could dive into a little more is, you know, who you're able to serve now and what you're able to accomplish with having those hydropower projects and, and with having such low rates as a result of having hydropower there in the community. You know, you've touched on uh, maybe some ag and big customers, but, you know, aside, you know, people know or might be familiar, you know, if you're even just to look at a map or something, you know, you've got like Ephrata, Moses Lake, uh, Quincy, you know, kind of all the all the lakes, all the really nice areas to recreate up there in, in central Washington and kind of those uh, scab lands, I think they call it. But, um, you know, what's the what's kind of the business community side of, of Grant PUD look like? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of our towns are, are are small and rural. Moses Lake is 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 the largest in the area with with I believe roughly twenty six thousand um, uh, folks. Uh, but uh, it, as as a whole, uh, we have almost ninety thousand people that uh, that that live here in in Grant County. Uh, we do have this this industry sector as well with uh, some of the larger. Uh, corporations that have come in that, that actually, you know, is, instead of uh, producing uh, space for, uh, you know, Google or, or or other search engines, right? These these large uh, server farms, but we also have some really cool industry uh, that 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 has uh, provided a lot of really good jobs for folks uh, in, in the area. Uh, some some production. We also uh, have some really really awesome local businesses uh, that rely on on our affordable rates to keep man with the prices of things going up everywhere and folks trying to keep things affordable for their core customers uh, they they need affordable rates to be able to continue to provide the services that they provide so um, it's 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 really neat to see um, and and the recreating itself is almost a, a, almost an industry here. Uh, with 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 the great opportunities that we have for 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 boating and fishing and hunting uh, and 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 all the all those things that come in between we've we've got beautiful uh, uh, parks and 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 things of that nature so there's always fun things to do um, um, outdoors but we we do we don't get um, crazy weather swings, uh, but we, we have been known to hit some high highs and some, some low lows. Uh, and that's when, you know, keeping the power on for, for those businesses and those customers is, 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 is the most crucial. And, and, and we have a, we have just a, a fantastic group of folks that, that, that ensure that those services are, are readily available for folks. As a guy who's not just a, a podcast host, but but also you know in your your kind of role there at the utility, a, a problem solver. What are some of the challenges and, and problems that you know in your currently uh, that you're facing there at the utility? I think it's I think it's a lot of what everyone is dealing with, and that's just growth. I mean I mean the the the, the world is growing. The 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 our our small county is 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 growing and so how do you meet the needs of a growing society 
you know, in, in, in the space that, that we serve. And so it kind of already touched on, you know, some infrastructure, we're, we're, we're building substations, we're, we're upgrading existing infrastructure, we are coordinating new transmission lines. Uh, the, I mean, those, that's, a, that's a big lift in itself. I mean, you can throw a few poles in the ground to get a service out to a remote location of the county, but when you're talking those big transmission lines, uh, that, is, that is not a, a quick uh, install, right? Um, and, and so uh, the, as we try to keep up with that, we also try to do it in, in the safest and most reliable manner possible. So balancing that with this this demand uh, has has probably from from where I sit, you know, from where I sit, big picture, um, it, it that those are really some of the biggest challenges that that our organization is is currently facing. And a couple of things that we 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 have done about that is when we when uh, the Priest Rapids project was was originally finished, it produced uh, almost 790 megawatts of power. Uh, and Wanapum uh, Dam produced uh, roughly 830 megawatts of power. Recently, Wanapum Dam finished a 25-year unit uh, unit rehab where we were with new turbines, um, more efficient and fish-friendly, uh, new generating units, and now Wanapum Dam produces. Um, almost 1100 megawatts. So, so stepping it up at, at our projects currently, uh, Priest Rapids Dam units are getting the same um, um, rehab. Uh, so uh, looking to, to boost uh, output there, um, the, the refinements made there sent, uh, ha currently have uh, Priest Rapids Dam at, at 956 megawatts so so quite a bit of load that we that we we've been able to add to that now we don't get a hundred percent even though we own the, the the these plants we don't get a hundred percent of the power um that we produce uh we I, we keep about 63 percent of it um and 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 then the rest is 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 kind of handled through some other um obligations and agreements and and things of that nature and you know feeding into again that that greater good right working with bpa uh we we share some switch yards with them so so doing our part as and providing that that power in fact uh one of your one of your recent uh guests um uh, the communications from montana mentioned they get their power from the Columbia Basin. I was like, hey, shout out, right? That's, that's, I think that's, that's pretty darn cool. Um, you know, and, 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 and then looking ahead towards these other um, uh, clean energy options in, in, and, and again, trying to build that portfolio so that, uh, so that we can, A, ensure the, the 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 longevity of grant county residents and businesses and agriculture but also be able to meet the 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 needs of the uh small medium and large industrial that are that are coming to the area so sometimes i feel like it's a little bit of like a gold rush or like a struck oil right hey grand county's got really cool rates let's get over there uh that's what it feels like sometimes uh and uh man 
oh, we've got we got a couple thousand uh, uh, requests in or, or, or load requests for for future and our, our our large power solutions group does a great job just kind of managing that right because you can't grow too fast austin you can't you 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 can't be a slave to the demand or to the to the requests you know you're you're, you're you have to serve serve the demand and be mindful of how you're how you're growing and doing it in a responsible way and i i think that's something that that is, is a key focus for our commissioners, our, our general manager and our executive leadership. And that just cascades down to the entire organization. It's an interesting conversation to have because people, you know, there's, there's sort of two sides of it, right? You have the people that are like, yes, please, more growth. More growth is a good thing. The more business we bring in, the more, you know, economic development that goes on, all these things, fantastic bring it on we want you know we want to build up a community right and then you have the other side of it where maybe you know i'm sure there's people that are going like please you know i just want to have my little plot of land out in the middle of nowhere i don't want any of this you know i just want to be left alone they don't want any growth and then somewhere in the middle there is is sort of everything else that has to be reasonably rationally figured out which is how do you actually grow how do you not grow too fast how do you still encourage growth because the the lifestyles that people like to live they require things like servers and manufacturing and agriculture i mean these are all important uh they all rely on on energy but you know they're kind of becoming more and more you know equally as essential to our to our regular lives is like you know you need food, you need water, you need internet access, you got to have clothes to put on and, you know, something to get you into town and back. And, you know, there's a there's a lot that goes into what makes sort of life here in the Northwest and, and life here in, in our country, for that matter, operate. And uh, yeah, it's I, I can only imagine how many really intelligent people it, it takes to solve all these problems and make it happen so so that it's smooth and you know for people that aren't involved in all of that growth planning and development you know that they can continue to live their lives without some sort of major interruption yeah and it's scary i mean it's scary for folks like you just talked about and i think that's where i think that's where again the ties to our community uh, folks know that Grant PUD has their best interests at heart. And uh, it's all about getting that messaging out there to them. And, you know, one of the things that I think that is is probably, uh, you know, it's hard for me to kind of put into some numbers, but I can, I can say um, that our, some of those large industrial customers that we've been speaking about, um, you know, the, 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 the revenues that are generated from those large industrials truly help keep rates low for our core customers. And, 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 you know, that's, a, that's a piece that um, there's a lot of numbers associated with that. Um, but when you have that trust in, in the utility, uh, when you have that faith, uh, I think that that can go a, a long way. You know, our, our mission is to safely, efficiently, and reliably 
provide electric power and fiber optic broadband services uh, to our customers. And uh, with over 40,000 of those customers in Grant County, uh, we strive every day to ensure that not only do the lights stay on, but that people understand what what is going on really really with with their utility and 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 we we we're we're committed to the community that we serve because these are our friends and our families and our neighbors we have deep ties here we have we have folks that are third generation right i, I we i talked to somebody yesterday their grandfather helped build wanapum dam i mean i mean it's 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 not a it's it's not a place where where people come and go often um, it, it, and, and we have some of that, right? I mean, I'm not going to lie in this changing business landscape. You, you can't, you can't only grow from within, right? You have to be not, you have to be knowledgeable of the fact that there are people with, 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 that can provide incredible value to your mission, but that may not be able to relocate. And, and in this, this new environment that you and I are interacting in right now, um, you know, that may not make sense to somebody that's been farming potatoes for 50 years, right? And their their dad farmed before them and they're passing the farm on to their son. Hey, they just want the pump to come on when they need water, right? And so there's that, there's that communication piece that I think, again, a shout out to our, our public affairs team for the, for the, the great job that they do. Um, but then, you know, the, our customers see us in the community where we're, we coach their kids sports teams. We, uh, we are at the fair and, and constantly doing other community service stuff. We, we, we promote uh, events for the kids. We just got done doing uh, solar car races for the elementary school kids. And we're doing archeology span days where the kids can come and, 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 and learn about that culture and heritage that we talked about. Uh, we, 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 do fundraisers to donate for causes. We have share the warmth where you, you know, we raise funds to help people that can't pay their power bills in the winter. I mean, th those are the kinds of things uh, that, that man, just really fill me to the brim with pride that I get to come to work here every day and be a part of that. Um, and all the while having these, incredible hydro facilities uh on the river and and a couple you know we, we also have a couple in the in the canals potholes east canal and and quincy chute right a couple of small hydros that grand pd has been maintaining right there's some there's some contractual stuff in there that i'm not 100 familiar with right told you it's gonna happen sorry about it uh but you know the the, the it's just a litany of ways that 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 we are 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 providing in the in in the community and um, just just trying to do the best we can for those folks every day. I'm so glad you're able to bring all this up too, because and and this is not anything against anyone there at Grant or uh, or for that matter anyone in the utility communication space. Period. But so often, what I find is that I'm constantly learning about the just the the vast amount of stuff that utilities are doing in their communities. And that's something that through this podcast, I hope lots of people are able to learn as well is, is all the things that our, our members are doing in their communities. And, you know, I think even with the, the best communications, even with the best, you know, outreach and everything like that, I mean, there, there's so much that, that people can either get involved in or, or take advantage of in regards to their their local public utility that they're probably not aware of. And so uh, 
Yeah, I mean, just everything you listed off there is so fantastic. And, and I hope that uh, if anyone's listening to this and they're in that grant area, that they get involved. And, and if not, you know, find out who your public utility is, you know, and, and take a look and see what they got going on because that information is out there. It's just, you know, sometimes people don't, I don't think they have the time to, to look at it or, you know, maybe they glance at it, um, you know, as they're paying their bill or something like that. But it never really registers in their head maybe that, oh gosh, that that could be a really good opportunity or, or maybe I could really benefit from that program. You know, I'm, I'm struggling and I need, you know, some help and that's something I could take advantage of. So, uh, you know, with all that going on, what are, what are you personally excited about? You know, what's, what's going on there? You know, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's plenty that, uh, you know, speaking on behalf of Grant today that, that you could bring up, but yeah, what's going on there that, that personally, you know, gets you fired up as far as what you guys are working on? Okay. This has, this, this kind of does, but kind of doesn't, we'll get there right roundabout. Give me a second here, but, uh, you know, what the organization is doing internally to support employees, I think is one of the things that excites me the most, right? If you don't have engaged, um, uh, you know, employees that are, are, are looking out for the best interest of the customer, uh, then I think you fall short. If you're not serving your people first internally, they can't in turn serve the customers externally. And I think, you know, that goes back to an individual basis, right? We talk about self-care. I mean, we, 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 we did a whole hour of, of mental health on our podcast one time. It was a fan. It was one of our landmark episodes uh, discussing mental health in the workplace. I mean, a, a, almost a taboo topic in, in, in some instances, uh, but we're opening that door. You know, we, we've, with our employee assistance program, our um, uh, our employees association, right, bringing that community uh, with within internally, trying to drive that connection and empower folks to uh, to to be leaders within their work area to 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 bring forth these these opportunities to 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 connect and to interact, not just in the work environment, but you know, setting up hikes or other trips to the lake or other uh, art and crafts events, you know, things like that, uh, and and then seeing how we're trying to uh, standardize and be more efficient in our processes and setting up, you know, standing up departments like continuous improvement, organizational change management, corrective action program, shout out, right? Also looking at our employee experience department and those types of things, organizational development, training for leaders. I mean, these are all things that an organization has to consider um, as far as far as just buying into supporting your, your employees. And so all the things that we covered, again, we've got 100 guests here that could do 100 podcasts for you uh, that on, on, on all these deep dives into the things that we've touched on today. But just for your boy here personally, those are the things that really excite me because that's what's going to arm me to be able to do the best job I can every day, which in turn just keeps the wheels turning on keeping the lights on or the turbine, I should say, keeps the turbine spinning on keeping the lights on. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And yeah, I mean, you know, whether it's the community planning that you brought up, uh, whether it's bringing people low rates and, and keeping those turbines spinning and everything like that, you know, you don't get there without having the, the 
the community of the, the utility without having the, the employees, you know, happy and feeling good about the direction and, and feeling like they're part of something. I mean, you know, if you have a bunch of drained people there that are just trying to get by and earn a paycheck or whatever, you're probably not going to have a very great outcome, which uh, doesn't translate to a great outcome for, uh, gosh, the entire grant community. And, and also, you know, by the way, as, as you touched on a little bit, you know, the utility is, is providing benefits beyond its own community, right? I mean, you know, the, the hydropower assets, the different planning that you're doing, the, the economic benefits of, of growth and development, everything like that, you know, it provides benefits to the, to the Northwest and, uh, and beyond. So, you know, it's important to make sure that you're, you're supporting the people within and, and making sure that you're, you know, building that foundation so that you're able to, to have all that function and go smoothly and, and turn out well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. And, and, you know, admittedly, we don't always get it right. You know, we're not, we're not perfect. You know what I mean? And, and that's one of the things that I feel like is kind of the next iteration of where we're going is, hey, we want to become a learning organization, right? And that's not to say that we haven't learned from, from our past and that we haven't applied those moving forward, but, you know, down to, you know, getting to, to the individual frontline contributor, you know what I mean? We're, the messaging is, hey, we're all human. We're not perfect. We're, we're, we're putting our best foot forward every day, but then that communication that kind of goes back up the ladder, right? Establishing those lines, I think is, 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 is imperative within an organization. And, and, and dude, I get to do that once a week, right? Like I get to be instrumental. Like how cool is that? I get to be instrumental in that part of it. Right. And it's, it's, it's a sliver. Um, I mean, geez, our, our general manager forums still have better ratings than the podcast. I don't know what's up with that, right? We gotta, we gotta figure out, we gotta do some market research, right? Figure out what's going on there. But uh, you know, j- just kidding, just kidding. Uh, you know, shout out to our GM forums, but uh, just all the ways we're trying to communicate to folks, get everybody on the same page, so we're all pointed in the same direction. And and you know, listen. Lots of change happening all over the place. One of the best sayings I've heard recently is that um, any change imposed will be a change opposed. So how do you deal with the human aspect of, 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 of preparing people for the change, supporting them through the change? Uh, those are the kinds of things that we're, we're working on internally here. And, you know, again, when you're, when you're able to do that internally, I, I think that it it, it's almost kind of like leading from the top down, right? You know, if the utility can internally prepare its own folks for change and, and make those transitions smoothly, then it translates to, hey, when we need to make changes for clean energy, when we make changes for those transmission lines you mentioned, things like that, you're able to also provide that same sort of support in, in working through those changes with your community as well. And, you know, something else you said is, is, you know, just how much learning opportunity there is. And I've certainly learned a lot from you talking to you today on the podcast. And hopefully, hopefully we can, we can do a little bit of a a ratings boost for, for you here. You know, I I hope some, some grant people are listening in on this. Maybe they'll catch this thing on LinkedIn or uh, 
you know, I'll send out uh, a link to you and everything like that. And hopefully you can get a shout out there somewhere with uh, some internal internal communications there. But uh, well, I'm uh, hoping to do the same thing. I'm hoping to drive folks to your podcast, right? Because I was fortunate enough to 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 get get uh, get the heads up when Kurt came on and joined me. Uh, but similarly, man, I'm hoping that just by the fact that the folks that are used to listening to me every week, they might come and check it out. So it, it's it's a it, there's a two way street there, man. Like because I feel like the more people can get dialed in, not with 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 the messaging on this podcast on 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 the official podcast of of the northwest right uh don't know if i nailed that or not uh but uh you know i think it's it's more of that information sharing that's really what it is that educating that learning and and uh yeah share this with somebody somebody maybe not this episode right i mean maybe not this particular one right but definitely share this podcast with everybody you know well hey i i I would say listen to this one too, because uh, you know, right off the top of the head, you know, I, I always try and do kind of an outro after after you know we wrap up our recording and everything like that, and and kind of make a, a smooth transition, you know, out of the episode and hopefully into the next one. But uh, you know, just off the top of my head, it's like, gosh, I had no idea about any of the history that you shared about Priest Rapids, and and about the improvements there with the turbines and, and the amount of. Uh, the additional megawatts that are being generated at both those facilities, which, you know, I probably sound like a broken record, but I, I always try and reiterate, you know, think about dams, not as just the concrete structure, but, but everything that's going on within. And, and, you know, maybe they were built decades ago, but as far as, you know, the, the internal workings and what's going on there, those are constantly being worked on. Um, but I'll, I'll get off that tangent for now. <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing that's, I think so great about this is that, you know, whether it's that, whether it's the programs that you shouted out, whether it's the, the Wampum Heritage Center, I mean, there's so many takeaways that people can get from these conversations. And I hope that people listen to this one. I hope people listen to our, our backlog of episodes and subscribe so you can hear future episodes. And I, I hope people will also go and, and check out what you've got going on there, especially the, you know, being that it's internal, those folks at Grant that are going to hopefully hear this one are going to go check out yours. So so if people are not listening to you currently, where can they find you? How can they find you? What's the name of, of what you do? Give us the scoop on, you know, again, obviously uh, some of our listeners, maybe many of our listeners aren't going to be able to necessarily take advantage of this. They're not grant employees. Sorry, but, you know, we'll work on getting some fantastic guests from the utility over there on and, and probably do lots of future episodes of damn with some of these folks, but, uh, yeah, give, give yourself a, a little bit of a shameless plug so that people can, can figure out how to, to listen to all the great stuff you got going on, man. Hey, so for all the grant fam that may be listening to this, uh, check me out every Thursday live, uh, at two o'clock, uh, we're going to be bringing you some really good information and having a little fun while we're doing it. So be prepared with your questions and just come and join us. I, listen, this has been uh, just a fantastic uh, opportunity for me. I'm so glad we were able to pull it together kind of last minute and sharing that 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 common piece of, of podcast hosting, although very, 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 very different and just 
but it all kind of ties back to that same messaging. You know, uh, I, I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, uh, you know, Kevin Nort, uh, shout out to you. I know he's, he's, he plays an integral role with, with, with Northwest River Partners. I was talking to him just before the podcast, right? And, and, and a, most everybody I've told as I was trying to gather some information for this um, was, a, was very well aware of Northwest River Partners didn't know y'all had a podcast. So, I mean, let's let's get some of that moving, right? Because ultimately, whereas folks can't come and listen to this guy talk about, you know, updates to the ethics policy or financial attribute allocation or brisket barbecuing for 4th of July. I mean, just a couple things that we've done around here, uh, you know, not to mention telling great individual stories of accomplishments, highlighting projects that we've completed, giving updates to folks on those types of things, promoting upcoming events, uh, you know, whereas you guys are delivering such a powerful message in my, that one guy's opinion, everyone needs to hear keep up the great work that you guys are doing because it is it is incredibly impactful and i just thanks for letting me come on today well i i appreciate i appreciate the kind words and i appreciate you coming on it's it's been really fun and you know everything you just mentioned there i i I hope if nothing else when people take away you know their their thoughts about this episode something they remember that yeah every time you flip that light switch that's all the stuff that's going into it, you know, on the other end of things, maybe not literally, you know, right. I mean, that's, that's electrons and all sorts of energy science that even I'm not fully up to speed on, but <laughs> I'll leave that to the, the electrical engineers, the, the professionals in that space. But as far as what, what makes that light switch flip and, and work and what makes that seamless every time 24 seven year round, I mean, that's all the stuff that goes into it is everything you're talking about, it, you know, making the utility work and, and function the way it does. So I uh, really appreciate you sharing that knowledge and, and all the other great things you shared today. There's one more thing that I have to ask you to do. I think you probably know what's coming because you've listened to future or uh, not future past episodes, past episodes of, of DAM. Uh, and it is our, our closeout. It's the advice. I ask everybody for advice and, uh, some people have no idea it's coming. Some people some people do. I guess it depends on if you're one of the lucky ones that's listened to a, a, an episode of Damn before you come on and be a guest. But it's something that I like to do because, again, you know, we're trying to make that human connection that we touched on earlier in the episode. And there's, I think, nothing more genuine, nothing more, you know, speaks to the character of, of the guests themselves than being able to share something that is personally valuable to you that you can pass on to the audience and give them something really nice to, to close out an episode of a, a podcast on. So the floor is yours. Take it away. Yeah, I, I, I did know this was coming. And as I heard some of your other guests' responses, I didn't want it to sway uh, what, I might, uh, what I might say today. Um, but I... I guess just speaking genuine from the heart, what what comes to mind is 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 just having love in your heart for what you do and the people that you serve and the people that you work with. I mean, understanding that we're all human. 
Uh, we all we all make mistakes. Giving each other that grace. I mean, that's what that's what I mean by that love in your heart. You know that 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 respect. You never know what what somebody else might be going through. Um, you know the understanding, the listening, all those things that just to me just really speak to love in your heart for another human being that's getting through life and and facing challenges that may be similar to yours, may be different than yours. And I think that that just dovetails perfectly into, you know, the messaging on this podcast is, is met in some places with some, some dispute. Right. And, and I think that as long as, if, if you're always coming to it from a place of love in your heart and those, you know, into that general sense, I think you can come to a place of understanding. Uh, and, and, and that's really what I think halts a lot of progress in a lot of places is, is that people don't have that in, 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 uh, you know, as they're, as the place that they're coming, that they're showing up from, right. They're not showing up with that, that genuine love for another human being and, and what they may be going through in that moment. So um, I, I just, I just like to, to ask everybody to uh, spread a little love today. Uh, and then, and if you'll, if you'll indulge me one more time on, on, on my show, I always do a little bit of send off. And I always say that for my guests and the entire podcast team, this has been damn and we are out. Oh, that's fantastic. I, uh, Part of me wants to speak to what you just said, and part of me wants to say, you know, clip this thing. Let's get out of here. I'll, uh, I'll just leave him with this. You know, you you touched on that, and you know, we talked a lot about you know COVID leading us to where we are today, and you doing a mental health episode. I think that your message is is so important, and I think that your advice is incredibly important. And I, uh, you know, listen to anything we said today. Don't listen to anything we said today, but listen to that advice and uh, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And I hope that the Grant fam is taking care of each other uh, today and, and always moving forward. Cause uh, we really appreciate you guys. And you are truly uh, one of our, one of our beloved members here at river partners. So thanks for making this happen. Thanks for saving Dan quite literally this week. <laughs> there would be no, there'd be no episode. I will, you know, that, gosh, your your closeout was so good and I'm I'm just over here totally butchering it. But let me let me let me say one more interesting thing that I, I've heard recently that I think you'll find interesting. Supposedly, only one percent of all podcasts make it past the twenty-first episode. Hmm. Now, you've done what, at least 160, given that you've covered yeah, we 160 turned three topics. Years old a couple weeks ago, yep. So with with that in mind, you know, I we're on episode 10 here. Gosh, I I want to be in that 1% so bad. You know, damn damn deserves to be in that 1% so bad. And uh we 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 would forge on even if we had to take a hiatus, we would forge on with this podcast regardless, but we got episode 10 of the books. We're marching forward. We're going to make it happen and you have been an integral part of that and I appreciate you taking the time, cutting some time out of your lunch hour, making this possible. Sincerely, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And and I hope that we get to talk to lots more folks over there at Grant PUD. You know, some of the people that you get to have on there, uh, on your podcast, you know, tell them about DAM, tell them, uh, tell them to reach out. 
let's get them on here. Let's talk about all the great things you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, really, really excited about this one. Thank you, Austin. Today was an especially fun episode of DAM, and I'm so glad Danny was able to join us on such short notice. If you've taken the time to read our little intro blurb about DAM, you'd know that we share the stories of the most interesting folks you've probably never heard of, from salmon scientists and policymakers to the heroes of public power. We've had some great crossover with Danny and the Grant fam, as he touched on, so when the opportunity came up to get him on the pod, I knew we had to make that happen right away, as I'd certainly describe him as one of those heroes of public power. As always, I cannot make any promises here with regards to future episodes, but with all of the various things we discussed that are happening at Grant PUD and in the community, it's our intention to explore some of those topics even further. Like Danny said, there's probably more than 100 episodes worth of damn just in that alone. Although I, I could probably also say that for every organization that's been represented in our 10 episodes thus far. Now, speaking of future episodes and great topics and guests to cover, I suppose this is a good time to plug something that I don't do often enough here on the podcast. Now, while I always promote our website, nwriverpartners.org, I would especially encourage you, the listener, to utilize our contact form to fill us in on potential guests and topics you'd like us to cover. We're open to any and all suggestions that help us continue to provide the best Northwest Hydropower podcast possible. I mean, heck, how cool would it be to talk to that grandfather who was involved in building Priest Rapids Dam? I'm sure that there's some of those folks out there that are listening right now that have those kinds of connections or know somebody who might be able to tell us something really interesting and share a unique perspective on Northwest Hydropower. So let's work together and make some great things happen. Now, if you don't have anything like that, you can almost, even if you don't have something like that to share with us, you can help us continue to grow by leaving positive reviews on the listening platform you're currently using. We always encourage your reviews to be honest, of course, but it's those positive ones in particular that satisfy the algorithms that we're all at the mercy of. The more we get, the more listeners we can potentially reach, and the more great episodes of Damn we can produce in the future. Likewise, just by tapping that subscribe button and turning on notifications for future episodes not only helps us out, it also makes sure that you won't miss future episodes when they release every other Friday. Finally, you can find us on social media to see what we're up to. We can be found at NW River Partners on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and I would encourage everyone to go check us out there. All right, I'm going to get out of here, but rather than leaving you on my usual short and sweet see ya, I'm going to let Danny take it away with that awesome outro he gave us during our recording. For my guests and the entire podcast team, this has been Damn, and we are out! <laughs>